Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I'm Bazak, and this is Star Trek Reliance, the episode where things get really strange because, ah, that's me. And alongside with me is our captain slash scientist slash tardigrade, Duncan. And alongside that, so let's go with our security slash engineer, Chorog. Good evening. This is Chorog, engineer, asset relocation specialist, and downright dirty scoundrel. Here to entertain and infuriate you. And our man from the past. Hello. Hi. I'm, I'm the person who plays Daniel. I'm still not sure if I'm supposed to use my username or whatever, but I'm, I'm that person. Uh, let's go, Kara uh, O'Connor. Kara O'Connor. Let's go with Kara. I wonder, are machines capable of sin? Well, we'll have to find that after we ask Dr. O'Connor. You're not coming through. I can see you light up, but you're not being heard. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. All right, I'm eating a Pop-Tart. Hi, I'm the first officer. And also medical thingy practitioner. Chief medical officer, but yeah, I don't, I pull double duty. Heh, duty. <laughs> and with all the introductions out of the way, don't forget we have Reliant at StarbaseUTC.com, an email address, that's right, an email address, StarbaseUTC.com. Reliant at starbaseudcc.com. I think we all stumble over that every now and again, but that is the way to get in contact with us. Uh, send us your thoughts. Or what I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you were looking for DS9, but I'm afraid over here, all you're going to get is lower decks. Yes, precisely. And with that, let's jump into it for tonight. Um... After the crew of the Reliant, after getting a notice of a ship that has gone missing, the USS Cerberus, have come to this world uh, to find out that things are, well, downright weird. The USS Cerberus has crashed. There are some surviving officers that have been re relocated back to the Reliance. That there are people uh, capable of some amazing feats uh, and basically being superheroes. All in the meantime, that something is lurking underneath the ground. So, that's the question. Do we start in the ship or below ground? I will leave that decision up to you. I like below ground. All right, we did leave down below ground at the end, so it does make sense to continue. So uh, just to remind everyone, who is currently below ground? I believe it is um, Eli, John, and I. On a merry adventure. Okay, so John the Tardigrade, Eli, and Dr. O'Connor, you... <sighs> Once again, I'll re-describe the scene. You're in 
basically an essentially red mist that that obscures vision out. You hear the sounds of movement, of clanking. Something is coming up towards you. And as you see um, through the mist, a, a figure starts to form. It, it was initially running, but starts to slow down as it approaches. Is there anything you want to do before... I mean, at this point, John is just waiting to hug it, so... Uh, it, it starts to close, slow down and stops um, basically right in your face. It's like barely an inch. Uh, let's just roll it. I see who uh, uh, it goes. Um, that is, it stops right in front of, of uh, Dr. O'Connor. Just barely an inch from your face. And um, it, it has a loud, reverberating voice. You, who are you? Say again? Uh, it, says, uh, who, it says, who are you? In, in, a, in a low, grumbly sort of voice. I'm Dr. Eli O'Connor of the Starship Reliant. You are definitely not of the below. Seem not. What is it that you wish to do here? He sort of snarls and and is really sort of like very sort of aggressive in his postures. Make sure nobody get crushed gets crushed to death when we move that big thing up there and everything just starts falling. That's mostly what we want. Hmm. Also, uh, we're not still not exactly sure what these, what this red mist is, Daniel says, gesturing around them. So we also wanted to come down here to make sure it's not dangerous if we just kind of leave an opening once we move the ship. Uh, we have been living in this mist for as long as I can remember. I would recommend that you, your kind, he sort of looks down to at John for a moment and this sort of, like, gets taken aback just because, you know, John's an odd-looking thing. And then looks back up to you, uh, Dr. O'Connor, and goes, return. Well, could you tell us, do you, what do you, do you know what this is? Because we don't want to do anything that could hurt anyone. <sighs> Give me a, uh... Uh, persuasion check, or in in this terms, uh, command um, presence. Ah, perfect. The lowest possible stats. (laughs) Hoping for a complication of what is this thing you mean, love? Mad Jalbot is giving some issues, so in the meantime, John is going to do a little happy dance in your mind. Imagine a little tardigrade doing a happy dance right now. As DB tries again. There we go. Excellent. 
One success and one complication. Hmm. Very well. One of you can stay, but the rest... Ah, one of you can come with me, but the rest will have to stay. Uh, Daniel turns to Eli. Uh, so... You want to go, don't you? I mean, sure. I was going to ask you if you want to do rock, paper, scissors for it, but if you'd rather go... I, I mean... I was thinking you actively want to go with this guy. Or I mean, I mean if they know what the mist is, it's honestly I know, but I'm I, asking I, if you want to go on this mission or should I? Like I don't want you to feel left out. You're still like stepping your toes into all this. Well, I mean, I I guess I do have the better I guess I'd say hazmat gear right now in case this stuff is dangerous to prolonged exposure. If it is, I will be fine. I died once. It's, it's fine. Well, yeah, but you could mutate and still be alive. I, I, I won't mutate. I'll be fine. I have complete and total confidence in that. So, but uh, you, you, I'm just asking what you wish. I do kind of want to go find out what the heck's going on down here. It's pretty. All right, then see that. That's all you have to say. Go get him, champ. It's about time you made a decision. Come on. If I hear of either of you two pointing any stats, it points towards um, Connor and John move from here. I will know. I mean, if we do move, we're literally just going back up there. Like I said, we just came here to make sure nothing killed someone by falling, but yeah. And he just sort of snorts at that and... and uh, motions for uh for db to follow daniel follows into the mists and the caverns beyond so it takes takes a couple of minutes before you start to see i want to say buildings but it's more sort of uh stone but it's Stone that's polished and sharp and very like rigid. It's 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 very much a building, like a, a like a wooden building if it was made out of pure obsidian. Um, there there is a glistening to it as as you approach and as you as he leads you through it. There's more of these buildings and they're taller and larger and you see. Um, see various um now you don't see anything because the mist is too thick but you hear like this large roaring fire you hear clanking and and movement of large and heavy things um it's a rather surreal experience knowing that there is a lot going around here that you can't really see. Uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel uses, uh, uh, his scanner to just kind of, like, help him get, like, just, like, an idea of the layout around him. Not, 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 like, going for, like, a lot, any, like, details, just kind of, like, just, just, just like, actually, you know, 
I, don't, I, don't, I, I honestly don't know what I'm trying to describe right now. Yeah, it's sort of like a mini map of the of the area kind of thing. Yeah, just like just like trying to just get like a basic map of structures around us. And and you do there does you seem to be walking on on streets um on well flat level surfaces, but you can see from uh, just outside of the the flat walkway that there are little like boulders and little like ornate seem almost purposeful in terms of positioning and placement uh rock equivalent of landscaping uh but you, you yeah the buildings are large you are reading movement that is is um, large. You see, see movement that is quick. You, the the scanner is detecting movement above your head. Quiet, silent movement of of just sort of flying above you. You can he sort of the the sensor detects sort of like this burst of energy, a quick burst of energy that suddenly dies in one of the buildings nearby. Um, and then a sudden drop of energy just sort of followed after. Um, it's pretty weird down here from what you're reading. Uh, I get, uh, as, as they're walking, Daniel asks the mysterious stranger, so how long have you all been down here? This seems like it would have taken a while to build. We have been down here longer than than any of us can remember. Our parents, our grandparents, our grandparents, grandparents have all lived within these caves. I will. Uh, we will get to our destination soon, and then your questions will be answered. And and with that, uh, he sort of goes into silence as, as he leads on to this last building. This is sort of larger and more ornate. It's full of columns and arches and and hard like corners. Stone is uh, some of the corners are even very sharp. From from the little that you can see, and from what you're reading, um, on your with with your scanners, um, humans would have to be very careful around here not to accidentally cut themselves, or um, in or rather just generally injure themselves with this building. But it seems seem does seem very important. Um, uh, up a couple of steps and through into the building you meet another two of these large creatures as you uh, spend your time getting close you can see that he's uh, this person is, is like a bit like uh, one and time one and a half times sort of larger than a standard human pretty much in all dimensions they're, they're sort of like a giant you, you can you can see his skin but with the red mist 
it's really hard to get an idea of the colouring of their skin or or their hair, which there is. It's um, you see hard, um, so like stone or metal. It's hard to say. Kind of like um, pauldrons going over and round. Uh, armor, sort of like a half, sort of half plate in terms of like full plate for the top half of their torso. And then, then sort of a, like a metal long, sh- like long shorts that go just, just um, above their knees and, and these metal uh, uh, sandals or, 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 or uh, flip flops. Uh, and so, so eventually you're led there and they're led through, through this building by these two others who the, the third follows, um, who, who, um, sorry. So all th- all three of your guidance sort of go, go through and then lead to what seems to be a council chamber. You hear murmuring, you hear laughing, you hear discussions of all these sorts of different things too soft for the uh, translator to actually discern, but loud enough and echoey enough that you can't not hear it. Um, There must be hundreds, maybe even thousands of people somewhere in the midst that you are standing in the midst of that can hear the scanner is picking up like these sort of archways, these sort of um, little boxes, like sort of theatre boxes, each with their own archway, each with a little uh, like balcony-esque kind of situation. Um, but you, there is a lot of these numbers out in the midst, and a lot of these have the same kind of figures in them. Welcome. You have entered the council. What? You come here, and now you come to seek our presence. Explain what it is you want, and maybe we shall answer. I only come down here in search of answers. You see, friends of ours have crashed, their vessel has crashed through the roof of your caverns here. And honestly, we just want to know what's going on down here. And if you're willing to tell, what is this red mist? We don't want to hurt anyone when we remove the, our ship. Well, finally those of the surface come to speak to us. We have known of your presence a long time. It is a rather shame that a vessel, this vessel that you speak of, is broken into our home. It is... It is out of a desire to destroy each other that we have not sought to make contact with yourself, but 
as contact has been made, it seems that the, there is no longer any more choices to make. Our mist is, is forms in the heart of this planet. It, we do not understand the processes of it, but we know it grows, improves, gain, uh, provides abilities that those of you above world never know. It is because of this mist that we are able to survive and because of this mist that we dare not strike about go above because without uh, with its powers and abilities then there would be nothing that all the strife and the turmoil above would be focused on us and we would be destroyed. So well, it is up to you how this thing happens. What happens next? Whether we go to war or whether we can remain at peace. I am so sorry. There's been a bit of a misunderstanding here. Uh, so... We do, uh, me and my friends back there, do come from outside these caverns, but we are not the people, we are not of the people you think we are. I don't know if I'm allowed to go into detail right now, but suffice it to say, we are not affiliated with the people who live above you. Hmm. That does change things, then. If the surface world is still unaware, then we can keep the status quo. Though we would require that your ship that has pierced our realm be either removed and uh, and the damage repaired so that no piercing has been done and that we are still separate from the surface or that your vessel remains plugged, plugging the hole between us and the surface. Well, I don't think we can just leave the ship here because the people above know about it and they've already... So a few of them have already come to uh, investigate the crash. So we do need to move, at least, we, we do need to move it somewhere. Well, we are working on, we are working on trying to plug it, uh, plug the hole once the ship is moved, though. Mm, we I have some ideas. Maybe we should, could be able to assist you if we were to be able to talk with some of your people that would be responsible for repairing this damage. Uh, okay, I can, uh, I can probably, uh, arrange a meeting. Do you want, uh, 
us to come to you, or do you want to come with me back to us, or... Uh... Mm, we would... You have seen how well it is only reasonable that we see yours. Okay, if you come to us, uh, it is. Um, has anyone ever seen the surface of, of this world? We have not left. Okay, because a fair warning, it might be, uh, it's going to be a lot brighter than you're used to. We are aware enough that there is, of the conditions we have, some knowledge of the surface world. Uh, if, if you want, I can lend you my helmet uh, when, we, when we go up. Uh, it has a, a visor on it that cuts out uh, a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the sunlight. So we will have our preferred. Well, uh, we have our own methods. Even though your helmet would be uh, rather small for one of us. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I. Uh... Forgot about that. Blame it on the mist. <laughs> well, it seems we have an agreement. Are we to go now, or would you prefer to talk with your people first? Uh, I should probably, I should probably uh, call ahead and tell them you're on. Uh, tell them we're on our way. Uh, just so they know what's going to happen, if you, if you can uh, give me a minute. Very well. If you need some privacy, you may step out of the ch council chamber. Thank you. I'll just, uh, I'll be, I'll, I'll be back in a minute. Uh, and Daniel just kind of shuffles off, uh, uh outside the door. Uh, uh and, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I was just saying, you leave and the, the, you find a, a corridor. You don't hear anyone. You, uh, can I get a scan from you? Because I think you probably would scan for it to see if there's anything else. So let's go inside security. Wait, uh, wait what, what am I scanning? Uh, just to make sure that you're, you think you're alone. There we go. One success. That is enough. You do believe that you are uh, by yourself. Uh, you don't hear anything. You don't see anything, even though the red mist does um, cause some problems in sight. Uh, so you're ready to make contact with whomever. All right. Uh, Daniel taps the combat the com badge on the outside of his spacesuit uh, and tentatively asks, uh, hello? Can anyone, can anyone hear me? I, I don't think I've ever really done this on my own before. Uh, there is a, a broad range communication to everyone in the away party of what Daniel just said. Kara sighs and taps her badge. <coughs> Daniel? If you just say someone's name and then start talking, you can talk to one person. Otherwise, you're going to get everybody linked into the system. Rank helps, too, if you're doing something on the ship, else you might end up with uh, 
Well, I don't have any specific examples, but... I do believe. Okay, got it. I'll try that again. And Daniel ta uh, taps the badge off. Uh, by the way, I, I forgot... Uh, did... Uh, I forgot, did... Uh, I, I, I forgot, who's the highest ranked person who came down with us? Uh, that would be... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's me. Hello. Right. Uh, Daniel taps the badge and says, Eli, uh, just real quick, can anyone else hear me right now? Is it just Eli? Just, Eli? It's just me. See, uh, Dr. O'Connor would work, just O'Connor, but, you know, it's it's cool. What's up? Okay, so, uh, they took me to their leader, uh, and they want me to take their leader to our leader, and I guess at the moment that I think that's you. Uh, yeah, that would be me. And they uh, they said they would like to come see the surface, so I guess we'll meet you guys back where where we left you, and then. Oh yeah, we're still up. just standing here. John John found a nice rock, so we're just kind of kind of hanging around. He did a magic rock. No, John. I think that's just. I think that's just shale. Uh, but it really does let it go. It does float a little bit before crashing to the ground. I'm not sure if that's the gas or the rock itself. No, no, John. I'm I don't think wizard. the rock is super. I'm a wizard. He starts picking up more rocks. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be here. You you could hear that too. Just just so you know, I I, I know you could hear that. Yeah, I. Congratulations, John. Can he hear me through your badge? He can hear you, yes. I can hear time. It's a speaker. Me too, buddy. Okay, so uh, I guess see you in a bit. Gonna gonna bring back their 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 leader, or I think that's I think they're their leader. They spoke for everyone, so I'm assuming they're their leader. Alright, yeah, we'll be here, Eli says as he scans the gases with his tricorder and collects a sample while he's down here. Alright, give me, uh, let's go science insight. Yeah, Daniel was actually going to, uh, uh, Daniel was actually going to scan, to do a scan himself after he hung up just to see if the air was, like, breathable down here. Okay, do, do the same. Uh, yeah. Science, wait, what, what was it? Science Insight? Insight Science. Yes. Eli has gotten two successes, a 6 and a 12. So wait for uh, DB to do his scan before I reveal the results. Alright, so uh, for Dr. O'Connor, there is definitely uh, some mutagenic properties to the gas. Um, with, I mean, you, you're sort of sealing it, it sort of, uh, as, you, as you're looking at it, the gas itself sort of changes and it moves. And as, as, as you watch it interact with... with um, you know, rocks and other skin. It's not, it, it, how do I just, it's not sort of rampant in that it's um, sort of uncontrolled. 
uh, there does seem to be like it does take the nature of the property of whatever it is interacting with and and uh changes it uh gives it a um gives it gives it something that it never had before um so uh you also John is sort of like there is a little bit of electricity sparking around on his back um that's related to it it doesn't seem that he notices it at all uh whatever this electricity is it's not harming him uh hey hey John John buddy yeah you should you should put on a mask but but you fine yeah John you're a you're, you're shocky right now I become like superhero. Listen, buddy, that might interfere with the EPS conduits. Let's just make sure Rick Tier doesn't have any problems, and then you know, let you breathe all the gas you want. John reaches into his shoulder bag and pulls out a little tart grape mask. He goes over his face, and it's kind of like a little bubble. And Eli grabs a sample of the gas, a big sample, a lot. Yep. So you've got the sample, and uh, Daniel, DB, you do detect that, yeah, it is breathable down here. There is plenty of oxygen and enough carbon dioxide, and and it does seem, whatever the gas is, it does seem to be like a neutral agent in terms of, you know, like whether you can breathe it in or not. Um, It won't affect... um, your breath as far as anything more than that uh you don't really know all right uh so uh daniel walks back into the council room and says uh okay so uh my uh we have uh we have some people waiting back uh, where we came down, and when we when we get to when we when we get ba- back to where we were discovered, uh, we have someone who can, for lack of a better phrase, uh, uh, pop us back up to the surface from where uh, we came, and we can have a conversation above ground. Very well, I will join you momentarily. And with that, um, people start to leave. You can hear a lot of shuffling and a lot of foot footfalls and a lot of uh, sort of whooshes as the fast people move fast, the sort of flies sort of fly, and, you know, like some stomps as the, as the you know, like the heavy, strong people sort of stomp around. Uh, and... Not too long, the the person who you presume was the leader of the council joins you. Uh, Daniel lifts his visor up on his helmet, breaking the breaking the seal, uh, and, and uh, reaches out a hand for a handshake, and says, 
Hi, sorry, uh, figured might as well officially say hello. We did, it's kind of a bit formal back there, impromptu conversation. Hey. My name is Daniel. He, he looks at you, Daniel, before he reaches down and actually does shake your hand properly, um, which is a bit unusual if you really think about it. But uh, he does shake your hand and, and his hand sort of like, sort of is able to, to, to wrap around your whole hand. It's sort of like, uh, he, his hand sort of, your hand dwarfs his. Um, and as you uh, go, uh, welcome. It is a pleasure, Daniel. You may call me Rylos. Sorry, was that O-Rylos or just Rylos? Just Rylos. Uh, R-Y-L-O-S. Oh, Okay. Well, good to meet you, Rylos. Uh, I guess, uh, I guess the friendly person who led me here can, uh, unless you know the way back to where we came from, uh, I guess they can lead us back. Uh, you hear a familiar voice that is is like slightly. Now that you've you've heard other people, even though as low as his voice was, it was slightly higher than Rylos. Uh and then, um, and then they starts to they were this way, and starts leading both of you back towards where you were. Uh, it doesn't. Sorry, it doesn't take long for you to return back. Eli, hello. Good news, yeah. the air is safe to breathe. I'm uh, aware. Uh, and uh, here is Rylos. It is an honor to meet you. Uh, give me a, a presence uh, command check. Also, uh, Eli, re uh, just remember Daniel opened the visor on his helmet because he thought it was okay to breathe the air down here. I mean, technically it is. You're just gonna... Eli still got his respirator on. <laughs> uh, I am Rylos. It is a pleasure to meet you. He turns around and talks, sees the other guy. You may go. We will be fine from here. And the, the one that led him... Uh, led you back and led you to there and back, sorry... Uh, starts uh, heading off after a brief look back, um, but he's gone, and it's the three of you and this Rylos. Now, in the meantime, let's jump back to the ship. With that part sorted, let's jump back. Um, there was this uh, engineering person, Nathan Chorog, and who else is there right now? Sets out, I believe. Kara. Yep. Kara looks over at the power display reading 69%. I don't know, you want to hook my phaser rifle into it? Ah, those, things don't, ah, those things don't make enough power. We need, we, need another, we need another power source. I mean, I could go up and get the like power source for my regeneration unit. I mean, that's got some juice. Pretty adaptable, too. Yeah, swing by my quarters. I have a portable power generator in there. That'll do it. 
Uh, and Nathan sort of examines is going deeper and in, deeper into the, the 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 relays and systems. Um, uh, we we're getting sixty nine percent, but we sh- with the amount of EPS conduits, uh, EPS power that is getting relayed to it, we it should at least should be getting like one hundred ten percent. This uh, standard power is is not putting in as much as it should. Okay, so what you're saying is that the generators aren't running the spec, like, right? Or... Like, no, like, the the generators are outputting power, but the power is not... Well, it's sort of both, like, really, that the, the, the EPS conduits are full with plasma, and that, that's running, but the plasma isn't... isn't is isn't pushing all that power actually into the impulse engines. We have an EPS clock somewhere and I have the solution. Is it a bottle of venom? Oh no, I need a whole barrel of stuff. I don't know where this is going, but I'm intrigued. Venom is good at one of two things, killing brain cells and clearing out clogged EPS conduits. I'm not seeing any clogs here. It's just that the that that the the plasma isn't converting into a form you into like isn't powering the impulse drive. It, the the plasma's there. Everything is there. It's flowing. It should be getting like a hundred percent power, but it's sixty nine percent. This isn't related to the planet's anomaly, is it? Well, that's the only thing I can think of. Okay, I kind of figured we would have already corrected for that, so let's work on that then. Uh, we could just... I mean, we've got most of the information on the shuttle on how to correct for it. Uh, we're getting... I mean, we, we... Well, I mean, we've tried. We've done everything that we can with that regards. It's... Just Always need know. some external... Like, maybe native power source? So what are you expecting? Some giant guy to come up from underground, pick up the ship, and lob it into orbit? No, but if... If the plasma isn't powering the impulse drive, then we need something that will, and if the physics does seem to be working different here then maybe we, we can translate something that's more native to this planet. Uh, okay, I get you. We need native batteries, power pl- supply, something like that. Wait a minute. What's the status of the uh, Bassard collectors? Uh, the, 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 the Cerberus' Bassard collectors are damaged beyond repair. Can we jur- what if we jury-rig some kind of collection device and use some of this native atmosphere or stuff to try to power the engines. Look, if you're going to do that, I'm going to go wait on the shuttle. Oh, where's your sense of adventure? What's the worst thing going to happen? Um, the ship turns into a black hole. Oh, not for careful. I spent my entire pirate career jerry-rigging ships to work off things that shouldn't work. I need to try this. Setsa, should we? We should go, shouldn't we? Yeah, I, I have a feeling this isn't going to end well. 
I think I might need to go guard the outside of the ship. I'll see you guys later. And Kara yeah, starts yeah, yeah. to head for the exit. Ah, oh, that That's just leaves you and me, Nathan. Uh, well, uh, I guess since Rick isn't here, you're the one in charge. First, we need... First, we should run a simulation and make sure this is actually going to work the way I think it's going to work. All right, uh, let's do a reason engineering. Nathan will support you. It sounded slightly ominous, like Nathan will support you. Just <laughs> you wait. Alright, you do get to the, from the, what you're able to do on your pad, you can get some minor Basad collection, but it's not really going to, to really resolve the issue. It's not going to be enough to make any real difference. And with the, the plasma conduits, the relays, all that, as full as they are powering through, um, it could result in an EPS rupture. All right, well, it looks like from the simulation, my idea is not going to work the way I thought it would. We need to find we need to find out the exact reason why the plasma is not powering the powering the engines like they should be. It, it seems like there's a something like uh, there's a seal that's not opened or a valve that's not opened somewhere. I've I've gone through the di diagnostics. I don't know how many times. Uh, I haven't detected anything like that. Well, what what level diagnostics have you run? Well, a couple of different. Uh, apart from taking this whole ship apart and reassembling back together, I've done everything that um, can be done within the constraints that we have. There is no indication of any flow disruption there's no indication of any kind of blockage there is no indication of of anything that might indicate that that there is a leak or rupture or anything uh the power is going from here to there coming back the power's flowing there, then it's flowing back. Well, it, it's doing its, its, you know, doing its usual loop thing. You know, you stay here, monitor this, monitor these, monitor, monitor the systems. I'm gonna go crawl around. I'm gonna go crawl on the Jeffrey's tubes for a bit. I'm gonna check out something. All right, I'll be here. And with that, Chorog finds an access way into the Jeffrey's tubes. And begins backtracing the power conduits. All right, give me an inside engineering. Uh, so from what you can tell, everything is running smoothly. Um, the power is any power that is being sucked in, sucked up. Um, by the impulse drives are being sucked up and then then uh what is not is available to the rest of the system it's just it, it there isn't anything that indicates uh 
that um, you can push more power through here or that uh, there is some kind of inefficiency going on with the actual loop, with the actual uh, EPS conduits themselves. Charles is sitting in the dirt to figure to himself, what the hell is going on here? We should be getting full power to those thrusters. Charles began trying to process things in his head, makes his way out of the Jeffries tube back to the engineering compartment. Everything, everything up there looks looks fine. It's just we're not getting power to the impulse drive. I'm I'm stumped why this is going on right now. <sighs> this is some weird stuff that we're in. Is there any way to get any kind of force field around the imp the impulse drive to, to shield it from any outside factors? Do we, have mean, enough juice in the do we have enough juice in the shield emitters to get anything up? I mean, we can, but whatever's in there is already going to be in there. So unless we have a way to repel the gas or, or push it out of the impulse or whatever it is, I don't, I don't even know what, what this stuff is to get it out of the system. Okay, I, I know this is going to sound beating a dead horse, but what about reversing the polarity of the neutron flow? Well, we haven't uh, tried some really awful wacky stuff yet, so, I mean, we could give it a go. I'm not sure how it's going to go. This might just still go, go belly up and just everything shut down. Well, it's worth a shot at this point. Yep, well, let's give it a try, and uh, do a control engineering for me. Okay, as as you start to reverse the polarity, um, the the ship shakes and wobbles, even in its if it's um like damaged state. Um, the power reduces, and it's starts to get a bit more violent. You're, um, as things start do, doing that, like, polarity shift, um, things, uh, you get to the point where you realise that it's, it's either going to collapse and remove the power, like, depower everything, or you need to switch it back immediately. We need to shut this off now before we before I kill ourselves. Yeah, I, I see it, and uh, the power returns to normal. The 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 uh, it, like the lighting dipped as as you were doing it, and then it sort of like comes back uh, to full power. But I really think we just need to find some alternate local energy source that's built for whatever this thing is. Maybe the locals have some kind of power generators. Mm. I, was, I mean, it, what, the idea worked. It's just it's going to shake us apart before we get out of, even get off the ground. In the well, yeah, I was just going to swap over the car and set up. Who at this point have reactivated their disguises and made their way to the shuttlecraft. 
Right, so power source. Land closer to the city, walk in. I don't know. Buy batteries at a convenience store? Uh, I, maybe. I mean, uh, do we know what they use for money? Did we collect that much information? We should probably ask Rawl first. Yeah, I suppose that's a good idea. Setsa go, or uh, Kara goes ahead and types in that uh, request back to the ship while piloting the uh, shuttle to the edge of the city. They better not use some kind of like point system where we have to perform good deeds and heroics in order to score money for foods and stuff. Look, if it comes down to that, we can just become supervillains and steal what we need. I mean, that could be fun. All right, you, you get a message back from Goral, who has been... Uh, basically immersed in all the, like, the TV, the commercials, like, has been, uh, like, it, it pretty much has one of those, like, TV setups where there's, like, 20 screens, 30 screens, and with each with different things going on in each of them, and has just been, been watching, uh, watching that and sort of gleaning, um, anthropological data from this amount of vast amount of uh, video that's just being pumped into the in, in, into the area in, in, onto a screens and Gorel um, sends you some replicator patterns alright let's see what we've got here so as 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 you replicate some, there are these little um, hexa hexagonal discs uh, that are um, that are an inch and a half wide, uh, like four centimeters uh, wide for uh, non-Americans, and. Um, and there, there's, there's different color ones. There's, there's bronze, um, silver, and gold, which sort of denote different denominations. Um, and and you have what the locals consider money. All right, All grabs right. a bunch of it and shoves it in a bag. Well, you know what they say: hexagons are bestagons. Oh, so this doesn't mean we get to become supervillains. Uh, the idea is not off the table. Let's see what we can go find in, like, I don't know, a store first. We only need 1% of power, but that's still going to be a relatively large generator of some sort. All right, ready to go. And Sessa stands up and in her heroic leotard and cape. Well, here's to hoping that we don't actually cause that much of an impact. <laughs> and the pair walk into town. Uh, so you find some uh, out of the way place to to land the shuttle that's still close enough. Um, so back out of the back of behind uh, uh, a building that 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 is just sort of like a, out of the wall of a warehouse. Um, Everybody, uh, remember where we parked. It's there. Park there. 
And you make your way into the centre of the city with uh, various public transports and and using the coins that you have. Um, it's uh, one copper coin to get you all the way into the, the centre of the CBD. Kara keeps her eyes out the windows. Hmm. Power, 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 batteries, something. Uh, did you want to do a scan? Sure, if she's got a moment and nobody's looking, she'll do a sneaky scan. All right, do a scan. Okay, what would you want me to uh, use for that? Uh, let's do uh, science. Let's go reason. One success. Yeah, there are there are a number of um, like uh, power sources. There's actually a lot of them. But they're all sort of like full end consumer electronics kind of a level of power. There is, there are two power sources that you can detect um, that are functioning at least that uh, will be suitable. One is um, in a building that you can't quite see um, ahead. Uh, and one is actually in a warehouse at the edge of the city. Do you where you landed? Kara leans forward and just kind of bops her forehead against the window and passes the tricorder to Setsa so that she can see that they are now moving away from the power source. I, I, I don't think we're making progress. Not going this direction, no. We should get off at the next stop and turn around. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, so you turn around and make your way back to me where you were. Uh, it's just the two of you, and you find yourself looking at what appears to be uh, an abandoned warehouse. Kara looks it over and thinks to herself, but I wouldn't give to be a Jem'Hadar right now. And being the sort of person who likes to take the direct approach, she walks up and tries the door handle. Uh, you fools. There is a shock as you grab the handles. Uh, electricity purges purges through your body. Can you give me a fitness uh, security check? Two successes. You're able to um, not let go, but you you approach it and you you just touch the edge of of the door before too much of a shock got to you. So you're able to withdraw without uh, suffering any of the major drawbacks. There's a lot of cursing as uh, Kara holds her organic hand to her chest. Yeah, but... Okay, they they really take <coughs> security seriously around here. Edson looks at the door and says, Oh, are we under attack from some magnificent villain? Oof. You must apply drastic action to overcome this obstacle that has been put here by our nemesis. Kara is still kind of bent over holding her hand. If by supervillainous action you mean electric lock on the door that shocks you. And uh, let's take a break at this point as uh, Setzer and Kara uh, figure out what to do with this abandoned uh, warehouse. All right, and welcome back. We are going to uh, 
stay with the group in the city um, who have just arrived at a quote-unquote unabandoned warehouse to find the main entry uh, door electrified. Uh, how about we commit some crimes? I like crimes. Good. Kara pulls out her phaser rifle, aims it at the door, and fires. Alright, uh, roll, um, control security for me. Two successes. And roll, uh, what's the, um, roll security plus three, I think it is, d6s. Okay, that will be enough. Uh, initially, uh, as, as you favor, there's an phaser. There's an initial resistance to the blast, but that soon gives way, and the the door just uh, melts in front of you, as um, the melted metal just sort of starts to drip to the floor. You hear and see this uh, robots. Uh, like on tracks um, coming towards the door. Uh, I will put a link to it in uh, game time once I oh get dear. things sorted. Oh dear, Setsa, it looks like someone wants to play with us. Oh no, what can we possibly <laughs> do? I'm assimilating it. <laughs> right, so I'm just going to go ahead and mention this. The robot that he chose to send after us is Johnny Five. I was just just about to describe uh, Johnny's Five from uh, one of my favorite robot movies, uh, Short Circuit, appearing. It's a saint. Um, and uh, it just sort of you lunge at it and decide to make friends uh, forcibly using her board game plans. Alright, um, I guess I count this as, I'll let you decide between control security or control science. Uh, absolutely control science. And, let's see. Uh, yeah, focus is also going to apply here, because board so, science, control, your successes. All right. So, as uh, as um, as it comes into the, the, the robot, starts to speak, um, saying, please do not come. Uh, and, and then by the time you've already latched onto it, it sort of spazzes and, and like, like it in Chorog's gift, really, as if um, the Borg nanites are interfering with its basic uh, motors and, and and movement ability. It sort of, like, starts wiggling about um, very jerkily and very, you know, like, it, it's like, it's like it's, you're attacking it, but soon it sort of, like, that rest, rest and relaxes, then sort of raises up and says, Welcome. 
How may I be of assistance? There's a power cell here, and we want it, and we're going to take it. Uh, where is it? Please follow me. I love it when a plan comes together. Kara steps over the still glowing melted door and follows the robot. So the the robot leads, uh, opens a door with its grasping manipulators, basically hands, and and just pull, pulls pulls the door open. Uh, it, it's a bit too violent. It's it's a bit um, not violent, but it's a bit a bit jerky, and it's sort of um, and like hasn't properly, you know, like learn how to use its new figures in its new uh, state. So it um, damages the door a bit, rumbles the door before finally getting open. And to meet um, about four individuals, four native locals um, around a a table playing some kind of card game. Kara just calls out, Honey, I'm home! Uh, they all look at you and start to um, start to panic. One pulls up what looks to be some kind of... Is that a phaser? Ray gun? Something like that? Another pulls out like this, this slightly oversized uh, pistol that, you know, is it has one giant massive bullet in it. Uh, others are sort of like sort of going into melee fighting stances, ready. Oh, I love it when you make my job easy. James for the phaser guy and fires. Roll the attack. Two successes. All right, so... At least as long as we're using control. Yeah, this is control. So the, the, um, the guy with the phaser screams out and, and sort of in an over, overly dramatic sort of way just throw, th- throws the phaser away as he as he collapses back into the chair that he was sitting at. Cool, a welcome scream. And now it's the guy with the oversized bullet uh, who is going to attack Kara. I am, I'm just... Uh, I'm just going to put a roll in of one. Um, which jams <laughs> the, the the giant gun sort of jams um as it goes, and actually because of the complication and the fire, you know what, the gun's going to explode in his hand, uh, taking him out as well. Sets a gestures to the exploding gun and says, "Ha ha! You are powerless before my mystic dark arts. Now surrender your battery, and the rest of you may live." Uh, give me an intimidation presence secure presence command. I mean, this is basically. G- uh, okay, so you're not you're not trying to intimidate. You're just putting on the airs. I mean, yeah, it just set those as intimidating to get. Okay. Um, <laughs> he made the roll anyway, and look what happened. <laughs> okay. Um, and with that, the the two remaining ones sort of look at each other, and they just run off. They sort of share a knowing glance, and you can tell they're going, screw this, 
and run, run uh, and running out the other way, um, probably out of the out of the uh, facility. Hey, after we get the battery, do you think Graves will let us keep the robot? Um, I mean, if we name it, sure. If we name him. I think Clyde is a good name. Clyde C. Sparky. I like it. Anyway, let's find that battery. Yeah. Clyde, Clyde, come over here. Uh, where's the battery? The, the battery is in the lower levels. The elevator to reach the lower levels are located just beyond this room. Hey, yeah, let's go take that elevator. And uh, right, go through let's it. Let's go get in the confined metal box where it might be out of our control. What could go wrong? I mean, we, we got through the first layer of goons. Oh, don't get me wrong. Kara says that, but she's still headed for the elevator. That's a shrugs and, and um, heads over to the elevator. So uh, the um, Clyde now uh, presses a button to call the elevator. He drives in on his little uh, conveyor track wheels and then um, waits for you to enter, then goes back up to the front and presses the button for three. Uh, there's um, three different levels, uh, basement levels, um, which uh, you're going to go down. Is there elevator music? There is. There is a, a ding, and they go ding, uh, and it it uh, the, it is. It's basically this uh, girl from Ipanema. Kara <laughs> giggles. I like this place. And then there's there's another there, there's a like different kind of tone ding as you go down each of the levels before a final. Ding! And a shutter stop as the elevator reaches the ground floor. Uh, the doors open and Clyde starts going through. Um, what was on top was very, like, sort of rusty-looking warehouse-looking. This is full sort of clean room, uh, bright, well-lit, um, sort of like a high-tech kind of... Something that that would not be out of place in a Starfleet lab or or Daystrom Institute. Kara gives a quick look around as she starts to step out. Okay, I'm not sure if we're supervillains or superheroes yet, but I'm coming down on the side of superheroes at this point. Yeah, I think so. I mean, this 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 place absolutely has to have the Doomsday Laser. Plus, heroes might have a robot, but they don't tend to have henchmen. No, they more have wards. They didn't look like wards. If they were, boy, is that a learning experience. Um, I, I'm getting, there, as you start saying this, uh, more goons start to come in, but I'm not going to negotiate the combat because it's going to be very easy for you uh, to deal with them. Sorry, I'm just imagining like when all the guys run in an Austin Powers movie and Austin just blithely points his gun at them, bang, bang, bang. Yeah, it's pretty much that. Um, and uh, the uh, power generation unit for the mega laser is this way. Cool. Um, it's not going to explode or anything when we take it, is it? I probably the, should have asked that much sooner. Uh, there are 
disconnection techniques available because uh, the station will, has moved in the past and will likely be moved in the future as the uh, League of Justice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're definitely superheroes. Anyway, they future-proofed it. That's good. Um, so, so with 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 that, uh, and and uh, you you open the last door to the to the to the power generation room, and there's this uh, after facing just some more um, very ineffectual uh, mooks as as they come past. Um, Do you ever wonder where they get the money to pay these guys? They probably don't. I, I think it's probably like a work study or like an unpaid internship program. Like eventually you'll be made a, a super villain, but you need like work experience. I mean, that's pretty evil. Yeah, I guess it would be. And with that, you see a proper uh, I'm gonna, villain uh, who is dressed in blacks, purples, a long uh, flowing robe that's just sort of lays a little bit on the floor behind them. Uh, they have this, um, like, faceless uh, mask on that is just sort of like a, a general overall, like, you know, oval kind of flat kind of face with um, holes cut out for eyes and a grid for the mouth. I have to do this before he gets a chance to talk. Kara shoulders the rifle and says, this is a robbery. Give us the power core and no one gets hurt. Well, nobody else. You may have found my minions not up to the challenge, but you'll find that I am no minion. I am Thorn. There's a deafening silence after he announces his name where presumably in any other opportunity something would happen. Setsu raises a uh, raises a finger and says, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Got a wedgie here. Hold on, just a sec. Uh, There we go, got it. You do not know the name of Zorn. How can this is not possible? Can I shoot him yet? Yeah, go shoot him. Yay! Car pulls the trigger. <laughs> okay, roll for the attack. <laughs> Three successes. Okay. Uh, roll, roll, roll. Uh, sixty-six for me. Whatever it was, the three plus security. D sixes. Not as good as the door. The the cape sort of um uh sort of hides the form of the guy a little bit. Uh you do see that he slightly robotic movements in 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 one of his arms as he reaches down, pulls out this uh like this really oversized sword from somewhere behind his back. You have no idea how that, that that was there, but how he could grab such a sword from behind him. But it, it is um, 
a very yeah it is it is about his size as he starts to well it's my turn and he goes to attack get him Clyde I mean, thought, don't send the robot. The robot's a minion. It'll die. Uh, tried it. There we go. And with that, um, it comes down hard on you with uh, how? Yeah, he uh, he managed to cut into your arm. Uh, damage uh, your cyborg arm a little bit. It, it is a, it is a bit on the fritz. A bit of sparks. A bit of bit of um, a bit of hampering of your abilities. Hey, watch it! That was brand new. It will now be dead, like both of you. Technically, it's dead already. It's not alive. Shut up. I got him to break character. I got him to break character. No, the, the, the guy said that. He did say that. <laughs> That's what Kara said, too. Yeah. <laughs> so calls out and just says, see, you know, we can play this game, but we just want the power core. I mean, we've got money. The, the power core is required for my plans. I cannot, I will not give it up. Are they good plans? Depends on your definition of good. They're evil plans. I mean, how many times? How many times have you tried this evil plan? This one. This is the first time that I've tried this one. Okay, but, but how, how many times before this one? Look, I'm not going to give it up. Okay, you're going to have to. I am going to defeat you, and that is what is going to happen, all right. All right, but, I mean, we could give you, like, tips on, like, how to do evil through, like, marketing or, like, zoning. I mean, or... if those guys really are on some sort of work credit program, you definitely have an edge in capitalism. Have you ever considered running a business? Can you give me a, a presence command check? Yeah, this isn't going to work, but it's going to be funny. Work, 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 work. Magell is having a meltdown, pardon me. Yeah. I'm just going to roll 2d20 in, like, random.org. Give me a second. Can ambient absorption of business knowledge from being around checkers give it uh, some help? Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, car okay. and such happen. My rolls were 14 and 17, so no successes. Okay. Uh, I I would have I would have granted focus if, uh, but uh, on this case it's it's definitely not focused. Then uh, yeah, no. And sets a try. Sets a can try. Success. Oh yeah, I see. Magell works for you. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I like how even like your worst role there was better than one of my my best ones. Business is such an apt way to describe villainy. Um, as you can see, I'm already in the business. I mean, 
you're you're having to use like what what is it like a death laser or doom laser i mean that's kind of like on the nose at least in terms of like evil plans i mean you could just like buy a lot of property rent it out and just like have everyone do your bidding that way be i mean you even like use like non-complete clauses Ooh, he goes and he starts yeah, so, to pace, pondering. A sort we're of dis- totally going to mess up this world, aren't we, Setsa? Um, I mean, it, it's kind of an improvement over Doom Lasers, though. He's, he starts pacing around, temporarily lost in thought. Um, you know what? For that, I will grant you this this power supply. I don't need it anymore. I, now that now that you remind me, I already have such a substantial collection of properties. If I were to monetize them, maybe I could... Yeah, I mean, also think about electronics companies, especially ones that, you know, like, don't let you repair the stuff and just, like, come up with the same thing year on year. I mean, oh. that, like, is also really evil towards the environment. Subscription like, models... And one final piece of advice that I think you'll find very useful in your villainy career. If you're ever going to kill, she shoots her phaser at someone. Do it in the middle of a sentence so they can't respond. (laughs) Okay, roll it back. Oh, she has to roll for it. It's three three successes and and that'll be enough. With the three successes, you knock them out. Um, You can decide to kill them if you want to. Oh, he, she wasn't going to, but she she just looks around and says, God, I hope that was recorded somewhere. I've wanted to use that <laughs> trick for so long. There are security cameras throughout this facility. I can access and download the footage. Oh, excellent. So hey. he can learn even the final lesson. Would you like me to purge all other data? Uh, nah, we're just here for the battery. Let's get it and go. All right, starting the process, and he will uh, move over to a to a console, and like a little prong will, will stick out and connect, uh, and um, start the process of shutting down the power uh, and packing it up, getting it ready for transportation. In right, so we've got a battery, we've got Clyde. And we may have created the worst supervillain the planet has ever seen. Um, or the best, depending. I guess it depends on your your, uh, criteria. Yeah. Uh, We have done things, yes. And, uh... Let's uh, let's leave this out of the report. Yeah. And with that, let's uh, jump back to uh, Dr. O'Connor, DB, and Tardigrade. Um, so, John, as, as you arrive, the, um, it, it, it's, it's the three of you and the, uh, leader of these, um, underground people. Uh, I take it you, you're spore jumping back? Yeah, he's just gonna spore jump the folks back once everyone's ready and assembled. Alright, um, give me a control con. Uh, let's see. Mr. Tardigrade. 
Where are your sheep? Uh, okie dokie. Three successes. The, uh, the, the tree hate on back is drastically different to the triple way. Uh, you feel the energy swirling, you get a glimpses of things that haven't happened or will happen or maybe happened in another world sort of around you as you do so. It's sort of like this weird, get a glimpse of this in room table with, with, with a document written on it, Star Trek Reliant. Um, but you don't, you only just see glimpses of all these things before you're, uh, where do you end up? I mean, isn't he just jumping the group back to the surface? Okay, this yeah. So you end up back to the surface, just out, uh, just outside of the um, of the USS Cerberus. Um, maybe a little into the woods, just in case showing the mole people uh, starship is a bad idea. Uh, very well, you. you Tardigrade does is doesn't know where there's it's a light forest. It's not a heavy thick wooded forest, it's just just trees sort of staggered around in a loose grouping. Um and that's where you and the uh everyone that John uh transported. Uh, um yeah, so I we're in the woods, uh, a little bit away from people, so I'm going to go get people, make sure it's okay, and you can talk, talk? We, we, we could just talk, John, it's fine. Okay. Your people have had some of the mist as well. Um, yeah, but only a little bit. He burps. Then how are you able to transport people this way that is unlike anything i've ever well i actually correct me there is someone i do know who can teleport but never have they been able to take another person with them let alone those strange uh, sights it's, it's, it's just just how he is yeah you see just a little bit imagine what i can do if i had a lot <laughs> He could do that without the stuff, too. Don't let him fool you. Well, uh, perhaps things are rather different than I thought they were here on the surface. Uh, again, we're... That's it, that's it. We're, 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 we're kind of not from here. Well, uh, yes. You, you have said that. So, you are from up further, or... Uh, a lot further, like a lot, a lot further. He says, looking up. Hmm. Well, cloud. like, sorry, Gert. The clouds. There is, and you see him like look at at these at, at normal clouds. Even the normal clouds have this light, the red, like very light pinkish tinge to them. Uh, Yes, that kingdom in the clouds, it does make... I, 
Uh, sure, let's go with that. By the way, Eli isn't using the disguise. He's just full on in his uniform. I, I did say that like a while ago. He wasn't using it. Yeah, and and it doesn't seem to really have matted. All right, I'm just making sure that you weren't under the assumption that I was going with like a blue or green person the entire time. So this is the service, and you were from the clouds. Can you kinda take, yeah? Can you take okay. me up there? Sort of uh, looks up. Might be a little heavy. No, I I I think. Uh, hold on, so let me. Um, hmm. Yeah, let me just talk to my my captain. He says tapping his combat. Uh, Graves. Uh, Graves here. Um, we are just about ready to start pulling up bits of the ship. Um, if everything's all right down there. Um, yeah, they're mostly fine. They're great. Um, you, you um, we get we got a guy here. Alright. He what wants to see the, he wants to see the sky. The, the sky. He, yeah. He, I don't know how to ski. He, he thinks we're from the clouds. John told him we're from the clouds. This is pre-warp, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we could do something on the holodeck. Just give us a minute, but yeah, let's I mean, what do you need this guy for? Um, he lives in the caves. Uh, okay, he so... He wants to meet with us. I... 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 Alright. Well, yeah. I, I... We can work something up on the holodecks. I mean, is it like a... Are, yeah, I mean, just... Listen, everyone that here has superpowers. I, I don't think they're going to be, you know, too long until they have warp anyway. Alright. Well, try the holodeck. Uh, if things go sideways, uh, we'll Kirk it. You realize he could hear you too, by the way. He's oh. like right next to me. I mean, that's not a great thing to be doing. I mean, I mean, I I was just gonna, add, yeah, no, I was just gonna be like, yeah, you like show him a window. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll show him a window on the holodeck. Okay, yeah. Beavis. <laughs> this holodeck that you speak yeah, really? of. John butts in and says, "It's a really good window. It's like a deck, like, like, like decking, like on a porch, and then it's hollow. It's, it's shiny." Well, uh, really good. We've already, we've already violated the prime directive enough. Let's just, yeah. I mean, we're totally not not gonna be be reporting this. Yeah, we found the service. No problem. Uh, bye. Someone left some comic books there. We didn't do that. <laughs> well, uh, very well. Um, I will see what this window has to show. All right. Well, uh, you, um, yeah, we're about to get beamed up in a second, so brace yourself. It's kind of disorienting. Waiting for the beam up. Any second can now. They, can they do that through the uh, uh, I mean, yes. I've been uh, down here. No, uh, we took a shuttle. Took a shuttle. In the meantime, though, that they have done teleporter testing. They've been down uh, this, this bio, the, the testing probe oh, that they has... beamed up all the Cerberus people. Uh, the, 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 they've been beamed up, like, the, these the testing probes that have... 
uh, like uh, biological elements and metals and stuff and and use that the known probe as a basis and essentially yeah they're able to beam everyone up and in a moment after um you sort of drag things on that little bit longer everyone sort of pale uh starts to fade into the blue and the usual sound effect comes up and you find yourself in a in a active holodeck with a giant window that looks out what is can be seen outside of the window uh it's a city in the sky with lots of shiny bits and it's in all like nestled in clouds they they're they're styled like the uh planet there there is this this light ring as 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 steps are taken slowly that the the the, the ground itself is hollow and so it reverberates uh lightly um it's a hollow deck <laughs> Eli face palms his eyes <laughs> just been so much easier to show you space he mutters <laughs> john john proceeds to take the the alien on a tour making stuff up as he goes along about the functions of the city well well john and uh well john and i forget his name roll royal royal or Rylos. Yeah. While, while John and Rylos are uh, are touring the hollow deck, uh, Daniel turns to Daniel turns to Eli and just asks, "You know, why can't we just tell them that we come from like that we come from space? They're the leader of an underground civilization that plans to stay underground." If we just say we, if we just tell the leader, we don't want to interfere in the development of your civilization. So please keep this a secret. Like, is that really so much harm? Honestly, it's. It, I think it'd be fine, but you know, Starfleet has other ideas. So fortunately, John is distracting the uh, Royals right now, so you're able to have this this. Uh, conversation uh without royals paying any attention to it um eventually though uh royals does come back and starts to stare out of the window well you certainly have upheld your bargain uh we have the ability to move large rocks and and we can um uh, help lock them in place. If you were to remove your vessel, then we would um, would be able to fill in the gaps. Uh, yours, we can. If you were to able just help to keep hold hold rocks in place long enough for us to close over the layer, then we can get the job done quickly and not let as much uh, of the of of our blood mist leave of course um, i think we could manage that then we'll get we'll get our uh, our ship back into the uh, 
sky seas. Sky seas are when it's like really like it's overcast and there's just lots of clouds and everything like kind of gray and washed out and you're like, oh, I, it's not a good day to play today. But then it starts raining and then it gets muddy and then it's a really good play day to play. Remember, boys and girls, if lying doesn't solve your problem, <laughs> lie harder. Uh, and with that, he does seem rather convinced. Well, you've held up my your end of the bargain. Um, I will need to return to coordinate our efforts. Uh, we will get to work once the your vessel has been starting to be removed. Of course. And uh, do do you want uh, him beam down or Tardigrade jumped down? Let's just uh, beam him back down. Beam him down. John's gonna go play in the holodeck. All right, he's beamed back down to the undercover and, and starts arranging things. Um, in the meantime, Chorog, what while? Uh, that was going on. What have you been doing? Because uh, it's been a while since we were last with you. Well, Chorog is waiting for them to come back with some, whatever native power source they managed to find. Chorog has busied himself exploring the habitable parts of the wrecked ship, conducting salvage operations as only he can. All right, you have collected some rather sizable. You actually found some uh, uh, a little bit of gold press latinum that someone uh, lost or was one of the people that were killed. Um, some fans fan scattered in the hallway or under some debris. Uh, but otherwise, it's just sort of ma- mainly damaged but repairable parts that if you wanted to keep, you can. Chorog's combat chirps. Chorog... Chorog, here's his wrist device. Chirp, press it. It's Chorog, go ahead. So, we might have committed some crimes. And you left me behind? Shame on you. Yeah, funny thing. We actually committed crimes against a criminal. Double fun. So, uh, anyway... I'm proud of you. We stole a giant, glowy, battery power core thing from a supervillain. After giving him a bunch of advice that could change the world. I mean, probably not. Well, I did say could, didn't say would. Why does it matter? You got the part. Oh yeah, we got a robot too. Ooh, robot. Security. You can't, you can't take Clyde apart. He's but okay. I can upgrade him. Yeah. Can we give him legs? Well, I could do more than just legs. Okay, this is getting a little bit strange, so we're just gonna we're gonna fly in with the, the thing. Yeah, bring it to the engineering section. I'll go run uh, some tests on it and see what its compatibility is. I, I scattered some parts. I might be able to build some kind of step down device for it. Uh, for the moment, I think a really long extension cable would be good. Well, it's your lucky day, because I, I salvage a bunch of ODN conduiting. And with that, uh, Kara turns off the communicator. 
It is not too much longer that the shuttle lands and uh, you make your way to Churug. Uh, Nathan is still at the console, sort of, uh, just sort of standing there. Uh, is that the um, power supply? Uh, yeah, Clyde's got it. It's that um, thing. And, uh, yeah, you know, Clyde is slightly sort of just turns around the corner, follows... Uh, following behind as it is unfamiliar place and it, it, it's this um, sort of large it, it seemed much larger in the villain's lair than it is it's sort of with it all it compressed to about um, like a three foot capsule with like two bands with like these LED kind of things um, like wrapped around it, there's a there's like a rotating, uh, colors rotating around, uh, on both of the rings that are around. Look, it's got RGB. That means it's the high quality stuff, right? Uh, colors are pretty, but I don't know if they do anything. But I mean, you know, you never know with this place, anyway. You can just set it down over there, Clyde. Thank you very much. All right. Well, uh, let's try and get this figured out on how to connect it to the impulse drive. Trog uh, pulls out his tricorder and begins to scan it, looking for accessible ports. Yes. Can I uh, give get me a reason engineering with uh, Nathan will support? Oops. Turns out it's got a USB-C connector. Actually, it does turn out that way. Okay, yeah. Um, so Chora uh, got two successes and Nathan got a crit. Uh, only the first roll is... is um, I'm only taking the first roll because that only should have been one dice. But uh, yeah, there is uh, a console that there is, is a reading port and... Between the two of them, they figure out what needs to happen to um, translate it to the input power for the impulse drive. Now I just need to make the machine. So can I get uh, control engineering using all the all the um, salvage and your jerry-rigging skills? So this will be with a focus, I believe. Okay, how did you do the focus again? Uh, what, what's the what's your engineering? Uh, engineering four, and I have improvised construction as a focus. Yeah, so that just means that four is now two successes. And I'll, anything I'll... four or lower is great news. Which. Uh... Uh, and one success from Nathan. So with, with the both of you working together, you're able to firmly connect um, the impulse drive to this unusual, it's like this pulsing sort of energy that now expanded out. You can sort of see into this. It's very similar to the warp core, but different. Like it's, it, it's, got, it's like a purple warp core pretty much. Do be careful, this power is certified evil. 
Alright, Nathan, let's let's bring this thing online. We're gonna bring it up in 10 10% increments. I wanna make sure the connection is stable and that the intermix is stable. Alright. It starts slowly once again, starts interfacing with this with the impulse drive, interfacing with the ship's power system. Slowly you bring it up. Stable, calm, slow. The power to the impulse right engine is rising 20, 30, 40%, 50%, 100%. It is rock solid. You have full control of the impulse drive of the USS Cerberus. Okay, power looks nominal. Everything's reading green across the board. I think we're ready to try this. Car taps the comm badge. Hey, Eli. We uh we got we got engines. Have we figured out the whole whole thing? Uh, I can't hear you, Eli. You don't say. You don't uh, say. We have figured out the whole thing. There we go. I don't know why that wasn't come through before. Oh, okay. Well, we're good. Just tell us when you want us to move this thing. Uh, whatever. You're uh, good. We might need to get a shuttle down there to tractor beam some rocks in place so they can keep them there. Well, I'm kind of inside the Cerberus, so you guys can use my shuttle if you want. I, I mean, can't we're. I just said that. Just said that. We're uh, Marty, back up on Reliant, kinda. You know what? I'm not even gonna ask. We we showed a caveman a cloud program. I and mean, when I say caveman, I mean he lives in caves, not like a caveman. Look, wait till you hear about what we did later. But either way, uh, I guess Setsa and I will go handle the shuttle thing. Trog and Nathan have the ship. We'll we'll make it work. Who's Nathan? What? <laughs> Kara looks over at Nathan, whose face falls quite a bit. Yeah, he just... <laughs> I'm... I... You really need to look over the crew manifest a bit more. You're... You know you're how really, many names really, there are on that? You're dropping... You're really dropping morale here. <laughs> Don't worry, Nathan. I'll put you... I'll put some good word for you to get a promotion. It might help if you use his rank and last name. I'm not on a first base... First name basis with everyone on the ship. Carl rolls her eyes. Ensign Nathan Cartwright, there. All right. You could just say Ensign Cartwright. Okay, see, I know that. You know yeah, how many Nathans are on the, the ship? Cartwright? Three. There's three. Yeah, let's... Okay, fine. Look, we're going to the shuttle. <laughs> and she heads out. <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, I'll man the uh, transport, the uh, tractor beam, Nathan says, as he... Um, just, just keep things running, and uh, you can start when we up in the air. All right, I'll wait till car is in position, and then we'll move this bucket. You know, slide cut to the shuttle. All right, I can fly this thing. Setsa, you grab the uh, controls for the tractor beam. All right. Um. Yeah, I trained on this. It's, yeah, it's control uh, security, so, uh, yeah. I can't fly the ship mm. and do this, so if you'd rather fly the ship, then I could do that. No, I think tractor beam will be just fine. Just ease it in, give it a little tug. Yeah, that's, that's I think that's good. Two successes. Alrighty, there, um, Kara, can I give you a, get, do a con control con check for me. Three successes. Alrighty, so with that, 
The shuttlecraft arcs in a smooth fashion and grabs one boulder, shifts it, gets my gets a tractor beam, uh, gets a lock on another, ready to be engaged as soon as that one long. You see in the air as you shift the thing, this sort of, uh, uh, the rock melts. And as it melts, it sort of um, flattens out this little bit. What was an individual rock has now been fused in with the other parts of the surface. Another rock, another rock, and other rocks appear from from below, and they they follow a similar pattern as as the uh, Cerberus starts to lift in the air out and up away from the planet. Um, the remains of the scar of where the the Cerberus crash start to heal and and repair itself, start to cover itself over. The gas, the the red gas mist that is 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 coming out of the air, but not a lot escapes. Still a significant amount, but nowhere near amount as the, if it wasn't uh, left alone, or if it was wasn't quickly covered up and prepared. Soon the reli- the uh, reliant takes over from the shuttlecraft, pulling the, tract, uh, tractoring the, the remains of the USS Cerberus into space, out of the, of the gaseous anomaly, out of the planet. And the surface is once more restored. The surface and the underworld have been locked away separate from each other. Boom, boom, boom. So is there uh, any scenes anyone wants to make before we end it for tonight? Yes. Uh, before uh, before uh, Daniel and Eli uh, leave the hollow deck, still with the hollow deck uh, program running, uh, Daniel uh, Daniel uh, turns back to Eli and uh, and uh, and asks, you know, even if we don't tell them, even if we're not telling them that we come from space, we've already irreparably changed the their like we've already made irreparable impact on their culture and history. Like we've told them that there's a city in the clouds that we come I mean, from. Someday they're going to find out that's not the truth, and if they don't, like, who knows what that I mean, can turn into. I Sets uh, raises his hand and says, we basically wait, just created a mythology. Oh, wait, Sets is, like, on the shuttlecraft, right? Yeah, we're on the holodeck. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought it was, everyone was just, like, coming back. Never mind. No, um, crap, where were we? Um, oh yeah, well, you never know. Maybe somebody will put a city in the clouds. You you, you see this place. I, I realize, yes, what you said, very true. We, we're we just bullshitting all this. I, I get it. Um, I really got no justification for it. Other situations, yeah, Prime Directive is nice. It's good. Here, it's... I don't even know where to start. Like, I'm sure I don't fully understand exactly what the Prime Directive is yet, but... 
but like there's got to be situations like these where we can make some kind of exception, right? Oh, there are exceptions. A lot of exceptions. Really, it's more of a guideline than a rule, but eh, yeah, it's it's complicated. Like, couldn't we have just said we live among the stars instead of the clouds? At least that's some semblance of the truth. Oh, oh I wanted to say that, but John kind of got to it first. We had to go with his lie. I don't know. Liar! The first liar gets dibs. Well, I hope we don't end up. I hope we don't end up too. Let's try. I guess we should just. I don't like playing Plato, giving all people their allegories. Right. Um. But yeah, if you think about it, um, someone else probably did something a lot worse to change the f change the planet. So be thankful that wasn't us. All right. So as as you're done there, you uh, leave, and uh, uh, Daniel, as you leave, um, you pass by the two checkers talking to each other. Um, one checker feels off as if he's not, he doesn't belong. Uh, I guess Daniel stops and just asks, hey, you feeling all right? Best day of my life. We're about right. to go play World War One in the holodeck. Go ahead, we're done. Oh, we didn't even know anyone was, we were just about to set it. Hey, uh, you wouldn't happen to know where I can get a spare, uh, com badge, would you? Eli's looks over, what do you mean, spare? If you lose yours down there, that's a, that's a bad thing. Uh, no, uh, I have one, but, uh, it's, uh, a little tedious having to, I, I don't know, we've broken them before. I, I, sometimes I have to swap one from my uniform to the outside of my suit. We'll, we'll get you some bonus ones, yeah. But, I mean, like, where would I go to get a new one? Um, the replicator, engineering, wherever. It's all good. I can just make one? Yes. Oh. Cool. Well, I guess I'll see you later, Plato. And Daniel walks off. At least he didn't call me Diogenes. Alright, uh, any other scenes that anyone wants to have? I do have one other, but I can save that for after any other scenes, if anyone else has any. With everyone uh, being quite vocal, uh, sounds like you're right to finish up with yours. Uh, quick question. Would, would Daniel be allowed, uh, would Daniel be allowed to beam, beam down to the cave to say one last goodbye to, uh, the people, uh, that... Uh, they met down there. I mean, that's up to the captain, uh, but I would generally say that probably not. No, yeah, yeah, you're not going to go back. You, yeah, we're, we're, Reliant is going to be leaving the system. Yep. Uh, I just, okay. But, okay, never, never mind then. I guess I don't have a scene. I was going to do a cheeky little thing. All right, well... 
with that then uh, we end tonight with the Reliant having a tractor beam on the rem remains of the USS Cerberus warping away from the planet uh, with its red mist around it. The end. And remember, is it really stealing if you steal from a supervillain? <laughs>